0: Welcome to the fourth Cranky Flyer podcast. This week's podcast is sponsored by Cranky Concierge. Cranky Concierge can help you with all your air travel needs, everything from planning and booking your flights using money or miles, following your flights, and assisting if things go wrong. We also have full-service small business travel services. Find us online at crankyconcierge.com or email us at info at crankyconcierge.com for more information. If you'd like to be a sponsor of this podcast, email me at cf at crankyflyer.com. This week we're talking to GLOW. GLOW is a little air service provider down in Louisiana, flying regional routes with turboprops. Only a year old... Glow seems to think that things are starting to turn the corner and profitability is coming soon, but this is a model that's been really tough for just about anyone who's tried it. I sat with CEO Trey Fayard at the Boyd Conference back in September. We pulled up a couple of stools at the bar and had a chat. It's a little bit longer form than previous podcasts. It's also a little more casual in a bar setting. Let's see what you think. You have started an air service with uh, that requires turboprops yep. flying short distances, yep. so what are you thinking? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, irrationally, uh, three years ago, well, in 2011, uh, I'm, a, I'm a lawyer by education and trade, and, more of a business person. Did you have a background in. in... No. So just travel, just because you traveled on yeah. your own.
0: No, nothing airline not related. A pilot
1: that Didn't do any revenue stuff, nothing. And no. you're from Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. But where are you from? Exactly, originally. Springfield, Louisiana. Where's that? Equidistant okay. between Batteries and New Orleans. Okay. On a river. Okay. Kind of nowhere in particular. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, long on the short. Um, I started, I moved back to Louisiana in 2003 to go to Tulane Law School. I was in the marine business, and I was going to get a maritime law degree, which I did, and I thought I was going to be this big fancy maritime lawyer. That didn't happen, but long and the short, I kind of fell into the business side of things, and we just were having trouble getting places. And prior to Katrina, we had Mesa, which was running U.S. Air Express to Little Rock, and some of the markets were in there. It just became impossible for us to get places. It's not so much, I mean, it's, you can get anywhere you want if you want to go to Atlanta or Houston. That's not a big deal. But it is a big deal. I mean, it's, the time value of what I was doing, the six-hour connection, was terrible. So we started basically putting together one-off little charters, a Cirrus or a King Air or something. And so it's These sort of, are one. Not, you're not operating anything. No, 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 no. CIA. We would just charter flights, and and we would take three or four people from my law office or my business office, and go here and go there, and try to knock it out in the day. So what started to happen was people I knew, and in some a lot of cases people I didn't even know, they were calling me saying, "Hey, we're all going to fly to Birmingham again. I want to buy a seat, or I'll pass the half of the charter." You know, and not just all business. It was leisure too. It was football games, sure, beach. And so I started thinking, well, help me. I mean, there's an opportunity here. So, of course, that's all anecdotal. So there must have been more than this. <laughs> well, well, I started looking at it. And I said, you know, well, this is interesting. And so that was back in 2011. So I, I didn't lose my mind wholly at that point. So I started basically in my spare time putting together. I call it a tabletop business model, or you know, just a, a basic model of what you know is the, the metrics you use, O and D, and what's this and what's that. So I started collecting all that, sort of analyzing all that. I met, I met a guy uh, who at the time was had come from a few startups. We started talking, and it was a, it was a slow play thing. We worked in Russia. I mean, yeah. I, had, I had no money. I mean, we were just banner like we're doing now. Sure. And so I said, well, you know, I said, I'm gonna put a little money at it. So, I, I mean, I'm talking three yeah. or 4,000 bucks. Did some analyzation, paid a guy to do some work for me, and we put together basically about ten or twelve page desktop model. So I said, "Well, so there may be an opportunity here. So I, I let it sit for gosh six months, and at that point, I started getting some interest from other people in the industry talking about, "Well, this industry is so big, but it's really it's the size of this cup." I mean, there's yep. Everybody knows everybody, everybody's worked for everybody, everybody, you know, all everybody says true. secrets. It is small.
0: So we started chatting, and so... This is someone that works at, at a, on the airline
1: side? Mm-hmm. Or is, okay, someone the on airline the airline side. side. And <laughs> so we started chatting, and then toward the back half of 2011, after the, we got the first kind of look, see model put together, um, I said, well, you know, it's pretty interesting to me, and at this point I've gotten more and more interested in the concept and you know, trying Because you know, New Orleans as a city has pretty good air service, a for its size. It's not terrible. And that's largely driven by the tourism and the French border and the right. cruise ships and all that. But if you go to a place like Little Rock, not much. They have nothing. And it's gonna get worse. And it's gotten worse since the right amendment and everything else. I mean they have a party when they get the sixth flight to Atlanta. Right. Well that's great if you wanna to, to Atlanta. If you
0: don't want to,
1: go to Atlanta, it sucks. So anyway, long and short, I started talking and talking about in kind of I guess exploring this war. So I just decided, you know, my free time, I wasn't married, just me. Um, I started to blog. I'm, I'm going to chase this a little bit. Just from a it had a really interesting business perspective that I never would have thought in a million years I'd be good. But long and short, the beginning of 2012, um, over the course of the next seven months, I put a few thousand miles on the red car. I went to 60 airports. I went to 60 airports? Yeah. Jesus. Airports that don't even have control <laughs> towers or thermals. Oh, okay. So you I, a... I went to everybody that would talk to me. <laughs> okay. And honest to God, it, it was as simple as, in a lot of cases, pulling out the book of lists from top 100 companies in these <laughs> towns. And I would just start calling them. And I'd say, I'd like to meet with you. Can you see some information? And
0: surprisingly, most of
1: them were fairly cooperative. Of course, it is of air cooperative. the NSF was very cooperative. Air, air service is a nonpartisan issue. Everybody wants more air service, irrespective sure. of where you're going. So we put it together um, over about eight months, and you know we kind of came to a crossroads at the, at the end of 2012. We said, "Well, we put together 164 page business 164 66 I have to the correct number, but it's 167 page business plan." With, I it was way, you don't want to give that to an investor, like, it was what, thick. What is this? <laughs> it was thick enough, it was thick, and so we were trying to figure out we were trying to justify too much, or was it really that information? Probably a bit of both, but long and the short. Um, you know, I got a local group together that was very supportive from the initial kind of foray when I wanted to do this, and uh, in 2013, we said go for it, so we put the foot on the gas, and I basically. Stopped, removed myself from practicing law, and went on full tilt to starting this airspace. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, uh, irrationally, irrationally. Irrationally, <laughs> irrationally, went into the airline business. But,
0: but so, so you raised money from all these other guys, you put some of your own money I, in too. I have so. a
1: considerable amount of my personal. So, so everyone said this is going to
0: work. But you had. I mean, this has been sort of the, the holy grail issue in this industry. Small city air service. Mm-hmm. Nobody has figured this out. Airlines are pulling out of small cities, mm-hmm. reducing capacity. Now with pilot issues, it's becoming even more acute, and yep. it's going to become more acute. Absolutely. We see pilot wages getting more expensive at regionals. Yeah, it's America announced
1: yesterday or before, PSA. going to go. I'm
0: actually posting that tomorrow. Yep, but but yeah, so, you know, so costs go up, marginal routes start falling into yep. the rent. So... So like so, how did you decide that this was going to work, whereas everyone else has it has
1: not? Well, I think it's I think it's two different ways to look at it. The first way I look at it is, you know, we have the ability because we we, we don't have the cost structure that the big guys do. We don't have the cost structure labor structure. We don't have the. I mean, we're, we're we're new and stupid at this, so we we can <laughs> we can take and start from the beginning and. Sort of going to a, going to a place to say where do you want to go when do you want to get there and that that's the, the model, not the model but that's the kind of the, the line you deliver. But if you look at it, you know you, you made a valid point. I mean, the average gauge of aircraft has gone from seventy-five seats to almost hundred seats in less than like five years. Oh, sure. So the airplanes are getting bigger, and you're you're not. And you're, airplanes airplanes are getting bigger, and so therefore. It, only more markets will suffer because there's only so many places you can park 160 seat 737, and And make there make it and just aren't new planes under 50 seats. No, there's that. nothing. There's nothing there. The development's not there. They haven't invested in it. Ours is because of the majors and the big guys that so weren't interested in it. We want more money. Money's people. just not there. Money's yeah. not there. And then you have the pilot issue well, as well.
0: You still think it's worth it to acquire a certificate? Do you think it's
1: going to help you keep costs
0: down enough? Absolutely. Versus, yeah.
1: Absolutely. It's worth it. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, operational. We, we don't have operational control, and that's that's okay. Right. But we would like to have operational control. Uh, it just that's the way it has to go.
0: You started. When did you launch? What day? When did you launch?
1: September twenty eighth, two thousand fifteen. Ten days from now, their first anniversary. Just
0: about. Yeah. One just year. about a year away. So, and you launch with uh, with which routes? You had Little Rock.
1: We, we, started, Little Rock we started Little Rock on the twenty uh, on the 15th of November was our first revenue flight. We started selling tickets on the 28th of September last year.
0: 15th of November is when you started flying. That's the first revenue okay. flight. That, that was Little Rock. Was Sunday then afternoon,
1: added, then we added Memphis. Right. Two weeks later, and then two weeks after that, we added Shreveport. And since then, you've added more. Destin Fort Walton from Little Rock in New Orleans. And on the 30th of September, we started Huntsville, Alabama from right. New Orleans. Now so that's... So...
0: All right. Well, I mean, I guess the first question is, how's it going
1: with the routes that are going, right? So no, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, if you look at just and this is where pure uh, analytics don't always show themselves to be something to hang your hat on. When we before we started the straight flight, the PDA was one Two. This is New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans I think the PDU is 1.2, or 1.3. This is this is what you're getting out of all the data. Is. 1.2. We had 13 people on our first flight. Okay. So I mean the PDU. that's one day. It's one day. Yeah, okay. you're right. It's one day. But I, you know, I can tell you, I mean the, the yeah, and as you also, the theory of filling an airplane between two points is long been proven to be true, as long as it's cheap. Yeah. A lot of our markets are very price sensitive. And so we we are, you know, without having decades and decades of data to lay on top of each other and say what should we charge and what's the market what's the flow, you know, we've only had a we have a year's worth of data to deal with. Right. So it's a little more voodoo for us on our yield management our revenue management as it would be for anybody else, but you know we are we are starting to dial that in I think very well to where we can take care of our customer base but also have a profitable enterprise because so it take more pricing from where you're at so you're not profitable today but you see you see a path we are, we are I'll put it this way our model is doing what we thought it would do as far as okay. the modeling we should we anticipate getting to profitability in a relatively short period of time we always said in the two years first part of three years that's kind of when you cross cross over the X or the line. we look to the, we will be better than that uh, we look to I can't give you the exact date, but in the, next, in the next few months we will be.
0: Well, you can let me know when you hit that date. Yeah, yeah. The, ca- <laughs> the, ca-
1: the cash burn, which is incredible in this business, as you know, yeah. yeah. The cash burn is well softened. The revenue is really picked up I mean, in a stepped up steady way. I mean, it... and, and what does that do to? Is that more
0: passengers? Or is it better revenue management? as You're talking about? I mean, or...
1: it's, it's both, really. I mean, it's really both. And, and also, of course, you got to. Uh, the scheduling and what your service offering is, because you know our premise was we're going to start double daily on every route we run to Monday through Fridays for a business type of schedule. Right. We're going to fly once on Saturdays, once on Sundays to cover the weekend demand. And in some cases, we just fly guess wrong. In some cases, they don't need that much service. Right. In some cases, they need more. And in some cases, uh, the traveler that you know, for example, we built the model to service a day trip. You can leave New Orleans at seven o'clock in the morning. Go to Shreveport, let's say, and be back in time for supper. Right. The fact of the matter is, in you know, all our markets, people don't do that. People spend the money. Really? It's strange. People. I'll day trip to New York. Seriously. Yeah. I'll take the early morning, sure. seven thirty back. I, I don't.
0: People do. I mean, that's pretty I, common. I day trip to New York. How we far is the drive, in New Orleans, Shreveport?
1: Five and a half hours.
0: Five and a half. I say that's a pretty good drive. I mean,
1: I, I mean most of our markets are at least. I mean, that's the shortest market we have. Yeah except for the seasonal destin, which is about four and a half hours. But, yeah, you know, Little Rock's a nine-hour drive. Yeah. Memphis is a six-and-a-half-hour drive. So, Huntsville is seven-hour drive. So, that's kind of our window that we like to look at. But we're seeing people that are traveling and spending a night. We, no, don't get me wrong. We do have day travelers, absolutely. Sure. But it's not a majority of people that fly with us. All
0: right. So, so tell me about Huntsville, because this is a market that struggled. I mean, they... They tried a couple years ago, they got AirTran in there, they had the whole SCASD program, and it you know. was disastrously bad. Yeah. Um, so what is it that you saw from from you know Huntsville, coming from New Orleans? It's a, New it's Orleans, a,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Huntsville's a really interesting market for us. It's, it's less than dailies three times a week. And we built the schedule around the weekend because if I frankly like going in New Orleans on the weekend. But so this is a
0: bring, bring people from
1: Huntsville to New it's Orleans. It's a Sunday, Wednesday, Friday flight. And it's kind of a boutique market for us. It's, it's a new it's a new market for us in the sense of, not Huntsville, it's obviously a new market, but the theory behind the market is kind of new for us. It's very boutique. It's very much centered around uh, some of the activity, business activity between Huntsville and New Orleans and the west coast of Mississippi. Uh, you have NASA, which is building a new spacecraft. That spacecraft is being built in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, uh, Stennis. Mississippi testing. I mean, there's a lot of synergy between NASA and the new project they've got going on there. So there's a lot of... You wouldn't necessarily know it. But it's it, only three days a week. Can NASA really take advantage of it? Or is it... Yeah, that's what they asked for. Oh, that's what they asked for. Oh, Interesting. Well, we'll see how that goes. I guess yeah, you don't but, know yet. But well, does, the bookings it. are very strong. Are they? Yeah, the mm-hmm. bookings are very good. Yeah. Um, of course, naturally we sold out for the LSU Alabama game.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, okay, that yeah, booked yeah. up in 20
1: minutes. That yeah.
0: book. <laughs> Go okay. figure. You need to be. Yeah. I hope you had revenue management yeah. on that one. Yeah, yeah. 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 no
1: sales. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. But and, no, it's interesting. I mean, that, that's it's a, and Huntsville is a unique place. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful city. I've never really spent much time there, but at least it's a wonderful city. It's not particularly large. The whole area is about 420 or 30,000 people, but it's got average salary of like 80 grand a year, highest PSC per capita in the United States. Um, all the contractors that do government work there. And if you go there, it's incredible. Boeing just built a huge office complex just outside of the gates, the Redstone Armory. The you know, Lockheed's there. You name it, they're all There's there. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. So, you know, we'll see. And, you know, we have delighted to be on office five times a week, but that's what it builds to. But right. We, one thing we did want to do is go into a market and then draw down Sure. Too quickly. And, you know, we're starting to get a little more mass, a little more recognition, a little more out there kind of people know who we are, so it's a little easier. Because, i tell you, that's a hell of a fun. That's a hell of a Oh, mean, yeah. I, I still meet people in New Orleans. Not as many, but people like, blow well, is what? That's, that's gone away in New Orleans. We still struggle with that in our a little bit. Do you, um, how do you sell? At the moment, we sell just online and via telephone. We are in the process of... Getting in the GDS, which will be, you know, it's expensive. There's just there's no way around it. It's expensive. It's expensive, but but you also don't need to give them full content, right? So you can charge more if you want. I mean, it's worth it for the visibility of the person. That's it. The visibility. No, we, we we just got on kayak the other day. We'll be on Skyscanner next week. And, it's helpful. Everything yeah. helps. No, I mean, immediately we got on, we got on kayak, and the next day we had. Just on the pack or point, they send us. We have another twenty-five clicks. Well, if, if your conversion rate is thirty percent, or that's six more tickets. What's better? Well, that's better not I'll take it. Yeah, oh, sure. I'll take it. Well, you're not paying them for something if you're not getting right. anything out of it, right?
0: right? So, all right. So, I mean, is everything? Are all the routes working? Or have you learned stuff since you started?
1: That, well, we had we, we 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 took Memphis down to once a day. That was about six months ago. Um, We've retimed a few of the routes. We are looking at. Um, frequency versus other destinations in other words does this particular destination need the frequency every day of the week when they do Friday or can they live with or, or what is the consumer telling us they want right and it's amazing it, it lets you know pretty quick I mean some markets are agnostic to change some markets are very sensitive to change but again not having decades of data we just had to put a stake in there and say put the airplane in there with that but so it, the, I will say you will see some positive changes in all our markets for scheduling and also frequency, and you'll see new markets here pretty soon.
0: I mean, what's your, uh, you know, where does this go? With what you've seen so far, I mean, ha- how many opportunities do you see that are out there? Do you have a, a regional focus? Yeah, yeah
1: or you... we, we do. We, we sort of see our area of influence, if you want to call it okay. that, kind of the East Texas, Nashville, South Atlantic coast of Florida, Orlando North. Okay. That's sort of where we. Like to be, and the reasons behind that are the economics of it, the geographic nature of it, because, you know, you're limited by, I mean, any aircraft has limits, sure. but the SOM is limited um, by its what it can do. And so once you build out New Orleans, which is probably another city, maybe a fourth airplane there and another city or two, New Orleans is sort of built out. So then you take the model and you start doing it in our other cities, maybe you get a little rocky, there's... Four or five opportunities in Little You go to Birmingham. Four or five opportunities. Maybe there's four opportunities in Memphis. And so you start walking it across that area of the, of the country. Really right. want to
0: be. Uh, so talk about the Saab. So is that your chariot of the future? I mean, is there well, anything? I, I, I get That's the
1: question of the day. You know, it's interesting. Um, yeah. The Saab was a great airplane. Uh, we looked at half a dozen or more manufacturers in that 30 to 35, six, 36 seat space. Yeah. Um, Saab is phenomenal for this reason. They absolutely support the product. They stand behind the product. which just remarkable because they haven't built one in years. So. Yeah, the, the OEM just does an amazing job with it. As uh, a large fleet of them, uh, they're well used in Asia, well used in Europe, of course, Silver and Pin Air and a few others here in the states. But they're really they're really nice aircraft. They're built like a tank. Um, they offer a lot of comfort. You know, lavatory, flight attendant, the whole works. So. It, it, to double answer your question, the way you solve it, if you've got people hanging off the tail, well it's either a frequency model or a larger airplane. Right. Saab makes a larger airplane, the Saab two thousand, but you know, it's a phenomenal airplane. It's beautiful. It's fast as hell, it's fast as a jet. Yeah. Almost. Fifty seats. But, you know, do we stay in the same program with Saab? You know, look, I would love to have that conundrum and say, Well geez, do I go by ATRs, six hundreds? Or do I just, you know, buy more Saabs and have more frequency? And I think that's kind of the, the question that you'll get to if the, if the model no, you don't have a lot of options. No, you don't. No. And, and, yeah, and, and we, we don't really think that the jet at the moment is – the way to go for us. Frankly, it probably never will be. No. I mean, Not this, on a short stage. No. Like, no but, the Saab operates at 40% of a yeah. comparable size jet. You so, just can't justify it. That's no. crazy. People say, yeah, I want a really jet. Like, okay, oh, do you yeah. want to pay $600 each way to this report No. Well, look, I so, mean, your other other choices.
0: You connect through Atlanta, so. That's right. There's plenty <laughs> of jets out there. You just
1: got to go through another city. <laughs> right, and
0: right. There. And by the way, those 50-seaters, enjoy those. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, you know, I mean, look, one of these days, do we step up and gauge? I mean, that would be a dream come true. But for now, in, in the near term. You know, we see the SOP over the next three years being being the way to way, way to go, and we yeah. You know, they've been really they're good partners. It's a good airplane. You know, it's uh, it's good looking. It's got a good ramp presence. It's, it takes weather well. I mean, it's it's a good airplane. And you have a heck of a lot of weather down there. We do, yeah, all That's, the time. Uh, More <laughs> quickly right now. So yeah, you, you know, guys have had a rough, in uh, the rough go. For, uh, for, uh,
0: but I mean, so that kind of takes me to another thing about operational reliability. I mean, we we've seen other turboprop operators in the U.S. that may not have had the best operational reliability out there, but that's hugely important, right? It so, is. So, I mean, how, how do you view it? How have you done, first of all? And then how well, do
1: you... We, uh, we've done very well. I say this in a two-part answer. Because our cities are relatively close, you know, I think the metric used to be three to one, three hours to one hour flight people would drive. Now it's more like five to one, so we're just outside of the range when people say, geez, I'll just drive." So our reliability has to be unquestioned because if you are in Memphis or Streetport or Little Rock or wherever, and we are constantly canceling flights, you're going to go back to the road. Yeah. We don't want that. Um, so it was a big learning curve for all of us, uh, maintenance, flight crew. I mean, just just really everything. Yeah. yeah. But everybody else, know, operational reliability has been totally key. Now, look, you know, sometimes it's just weather; you can't even think about it. But um, we, we've gotten pretty good our maintenance staff we just hired two more we have seven now seven mechanics so we run a, a good ship and we are been very fortunate to um be able to maintain the reliability but again that's it, totally paramount because the last thing you want to do is cancel a bunch of flights and we'll right right back in the corner. do you have numbers you're sharing at all or uh you know what i can get them i'll send them to you okay i don't have them on, on the off yeah. top of my head but it's it's plus ninety. It's ninety something. Is it really?
0: That's
1: yeah, good. Hey, I mean, I mean yeah. the sob itself is like ninety-eight point seven. Dispatch reliability.
0: This is so yeah okay. Disp- disp- not disp- on time. We're talking. Uh, yeah, but this disp- reliability reliable. The aircraft. No, I'll
1: get you on time. I don't yeah. mind sharing that. That's good for us. good. It's good. So people know they're gonna get there.
0: Well, if you can do that, you yeah, know, running around Damn. the weather you got down there and everything. I mean, you're not in congested airports. but it's No. Like,
1: no. Nah, the weather a, hits
0: you guys harder. So yeah, thing. we
1: had a thunderstorm the other day that laid off the coast and moved inland on the VPS water off run. And we had to divert to New Orleans. And, of course, naturally, one of the lives of one of the people like, oh, my God, you had an emergency landing in New Orleans. like, no, ma'am, there's no, no emergency <laughs> landing. We just diverted to make sure we had a flight crew get everybody home. Like, okay. I want a refund. Like, Did dude, you get home? Yeah, okay. Like, all, right. <laughs> all right.
0: Cheers. So, all right. So, I mean, so right now it's it's – it's blue skies. Like things are looking on it's plan. Looking it's You're been a hell of a battle,
1: and it's, it's a daily battle. And we got a really good team, and a really great bunch of people to help me uh, make it happen. But you know, I tell you, it's, it's not a business for the faint hearted. I mean, you got. Well, that's for sure. Everyone knows that. That's the word. Um, you know, it's interesting because it's. You could, we can always look back and say we did it. Now, that's really cool. But we like to sustain it. So, you know, we're, we're going to get through this first birthday here in the next ten days. And, it really does look, it looks it looks good for us yeah. toward the end of the year, and you know we're looking forward to crossing that threshold, and then whatever profits we make, put it back in the business, make the business that much better, and uh, continue to grow, and that's what it's about. you got to get bigger, you got to right. scale up a little bit, you got to get the extra airplanes, you got to get more crew. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. All right, well, let's
0: call it there. That's it for this week's podcast. I'm afraid I don't have those operational stats. When I was putting this together just a day before publishing, I realized I didn't have them, so I sent a note to Trey. If I get them, all updated in the notes. Thank you to my sponsor, my company, Cranky Concierge. Please check us out at crankyconcierge.com. And if you would like to be a sponsor of the podcast, email me at cf at crankyflyer.com. Thank you to Trey for sitting down with me. You can find Glow at flyglow.com, also on Twitter, at flyglow, or on Facebook, iFlyglow. If you want to follow us, look for the Cranky Flyer podcast on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Thanks for listening.